Good morning, Orlando. Hope you had a fabulous weekend. Glad you're up and at them early with us, 6 o'clock on a Monday morning, for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning Vice President Mike Pence blasts neo Nazis and white supremacists, and Central Floridians rally in the wake of the Charlottesville violence. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And we'll look at the ugly scene in Charlottesville, Virginia, and the heavy criticism of the president next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Monday morning at 6.02 on News Radio 1025. Vice President Mike Pence is condemning white supremacists and neo Nazis following the deadly white nationalist rally in Virginia. Speaking in Colombia, Pence said, quote, We have no tolerance for hate and violence from neo Nazis, white supremacists, and the KKK, end quote. He also resisted criticism of President Trump's statement about the attack that left one woman dead and 19 others hurt. He said Trump unambiguously condemned bigotry when he spoke out against the hatred, quote, on many sides that led to the violence. Many felt the president's statement, however, didn't go far enough in singling out white supremacists. A White House statement later included white supremacist hate groups like neo-Nazis and the KKK. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. We'll play more of that statement than you've been hearing most of the weekend in the mainstream media coming up. Just one angle on what happened in Charlottesville, Deb. Meanwhile, people are remembering the woman killed when a car smashed into a crowd of counter-protesters marching against white nationalists. The gathering at the crash site in Charlottesville, Virginia, Sunday paid tribute to Heather Heyer, the one person killed in the Saturday incident. Again, 19 others were injured. A 20-year-old Ohio man is facing a second-degree murder charge for the attack and is due to make his initial court appearance this morning. Central Floridians are among those across the state and the nation really gathering to demonstrate their solidarity against hate following the tragic weekend events in Charlottesville. More than 100 people marched at Lake Eola in downtown Orlando last night. And Florida Today reports that several hundred people answered a call on Facebook to turn out at the O'Galley Arts District Amphitheater in Melbourne last night. Tess Martin, president of Speak Out Brevard, said, quote, It feels like we're sliding backwards, but we have to keep moving forward, end quote. In other news, CIA Director Mike Pompeo says the North Koreans continue to move closer to having an effective nuclear missile. Pompeo tells Fox News Sunday that sanctions imposed on North Korea are creating conditions for the leader there to understand that it's unacceptable to continue development of his missile program. As far as the psychological makeup of Kim Jong-un, Pompeo says he describe him as rational and one who responds to adverse circumstances. The CIA chief says he's confident the North Koreans will become ever more isolated and will denuclearize the peninsula. A tropical storm that formed in the Atlantic off the coast of Florida this weekend could become a hurricane by Wednesday. However, GERT is not expected to threaten the United States. The National Hurricane Center in Miami says it's located several hundred miles west-southwest of Bermuda and is moving to the north-northwest. GERT's top winds are 45 miles an hour. Good news because we've got a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket, which remains scheduled to blast off from the Kennedy Space Center today. Liftoff is set for 12.31 p.m. Eastern time, weather permitting, and NASA says there is a 70% chance of favorable conditions. The mission will take a Dragon capsule with 6,400 pounds of cargo to the International Space Station. And finally, today is National VJ Day, which stands for Victory Over Japan. It was on this day back in 1945 that President Harry Truman announced that the Imperial Government of Japan had agreed to surrender. The Allied Armed Forces have been ordered to suspend offensive action. 
the proclamation of V.J. Day must await upon the formal signing of the surrender terms by Japan. The move cemented the total victory of the Allies in World War II. And we salute those World War II veterans, our real American heroes, even though there were precious few still with us. They danced in the streets all over America and in liberated countries worldwide, Deb. What yeah. a day that was. VJ Day, great that we're marking that this morning. Save the world. WFLA News Time at 6.06. Read about the feds opening a civil rights inquiry into the Virginia attack at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Great to be back with you after a wonderful weekend, although it was hard to rest with what was going on in Charlottesville. Very deeply disturbing to me on a number of levels, and we're going to focus on it here, not only in the 6 o'clock, but the 7 o'clock hour, and I'll definitely want to uh, engage you in conversation. So the 50,000-watt front porch is immediately open on Charlottesville, and uh, the heavy criticism of the president for the comments that he made, not so much what he said, but what critics are accusing him of purposely not saying. 407-916-5400, text line 23680, is the president getting a bad rap here? There's a lot to this story. I talked to a lot of people over the weekend as I was moving around Central Florida, and it became very apparent to me, particularly on Sunday, that a lot of folks don't really understand what happened in Charlotte. Maybe I can be helpful in that regard. As we get started, from the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Executive producing in the control room, tying it all together, Mike Yaffe. And we are ready to roll on a Monday morning on Charlottesville from all angles in our 6 and 7 o'clock hour. And then in the 8 o'clock hour, if you want to talk about that or anything else, you take over the show with our weekly Open Mind Monday segment. Your take on any topic, and the Bud Man keeps an open mind. We'll get into this. Charlottesville coming up. That in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Ugly scene in Charlottesville, Virginia. You've been watching it all weekend, hearing about it on WFLA. The president commented Saturday afternoon after this, uh, you know, just. This riot, basically, that uh, was topped off by something that you, you see at the hands of ISIS in Europe, where somebody grabs a hold of a vehicle and drives it into a crowd of people trying to wipe out as many as, as, as can be done. One girl was killed. This Heather Heyer, her dad lives over in Brevard County. I mean, it's just a, what a horrible situation that is. She's dead at age 32. Bunch of other people hurt, about 20 or so, some of them very, very seriously. And, and this guy, James Fields, will be arraigned today. Second-degree murder is the charge. He's got a history of being a Nazi sympathizer um, all the way back to his high school days. It was just awful. But there's more to this story than the mainstream media wants to portray. And they're all over the president. And there are some things, I think, are valid criticisms. Some are not, in my opinion. Let's listen to the portion of the president's statement on um, Charlottesville now, and I'm going to ask Yaffe to stop it right at the point where you will have heard what you basically heard all weekend and nothing more from the president from the um, anti-Trump media machine, the ATM machine. Okay, let's listen. 
We condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides. On many sides. It was the on many sides comment that had the media apoplectic here. Wait a minute. You need to be condemning these neo-Nazi groups, these white supremacist groups. And God, I loathe these people. I really do. And any freedom-loving American should as well. Carrying swastikas, flags, and wearing hoods, and all kinds of ugly white supremacist language on placards, etc. I have nothing good to say about them. But when he said all sides, all sides, the anti-Trump media doesn't want to acknowledge that there was a big other side to what happened in Charlottesville, and we're going to get into it in a moment. But let's try to give the president at least a fair shake. I wish he had been specific in condemning these various white supremacist neo-Nazi groups, and then being specific in calling out the groups on the left as well, that I really think are responsible for the riot in Charlottesville that would never have happened without them. Let's listen to the rest of the president. It's been going on for a long time in our country. Not Donald Trump, not Barack Obama. This has been going on for a long, long time. It is no place in America. What is vital now is a swift restoration of law and order and the protection of innocent lives. Above all else, we must remember this truth. No matter our color, creed, religion, or political party, we are all Americans first. We love our country. We love our God. We love our flag. We're proud of our country. We're proud of who we are. Well, it's actually a somewhat idealistic statement by the president, a statement calling for unity here. You know, we're not nearly where the president would state it at the end there. He'd like us to be. We're a long way from it. And that makes me very, very sad and angry this morning. But here's the deal. Vice President Mike Pence, you know, he, he denounced on NBC last night uh, that we will not this unite the right rally with these white supremacists. We will not tolerate hatred and violence of groups like white supremacists, the KKK and the neo-Nazis, he said. But he said the media was more interested in, in, in blasting the president than condemning the deadly violence in Charlottesville. And Pence is absolutely right. Now, an unnamed White House spokesperson, which is a little bit curious, last night updated um, comments attributed to the president, saying the president very strongly uh, condemns all forms of violence, bigotry, and hatred, and of course that includes white supremacists, KKK, neo-Nazi, and all extremist groups. Why that person is not identified, I don't know. That's a little bit strange to me. But um, listen, the president said all sides, all sides, okay? You had Black Lives Matter, you had these anti-fa- anti-fascist groups, as they call them, that are hate groups in my mind, every bit as much as the white supremacists with their all-black outfits and their black helmets on, they were the ones who ginned this up in Charlottesville Saturday, and you could watch media coverage hour after hour after hour and not have that side of the story that the president was obliquely referencing told. Okay? I am about to tell it. And I will take your phone calls as well at 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. The Unite the Right rally. 
You know, these really, most of these are despicable characters. Who, yeah, but they, but they have the blessing of the First Amendment right to freedom of assembly and freedom of speech here. This unite the right, you know, the, the white supremacists and the, and, the, and, the, and the neo-Nazi types. Listen, I have nothing good to say about them, okay? They had a permit to protest at what used to be Lee Park, where the Robert E. Lee statue on horseback is, the great Civil War general for the Confederacy. Okay, they've had a permit for a month to protest there. Now, there was a movement to remove the Lee statue. There was a vote on the city commission in Charlottesville, city of about 50,000, early this year, three to two to remove the Lee statue. In the seven o'clock hour, I'll tell you where this move to remove all Confederate symbols has come from and where it originated from. Okay, stay with me on that. It was a three to two vote, but the judge said no, no, no. In May, he said, "You're not removing the statue. We're gonna do, we're gonna spend six months looking this over." There's a Virginia monument law that prohibits the removal of Civil War monuments and statues, and that's exactly what this is. And the fight has been to keep this there. All right, they already got to rename the park. It's now Emancipation Park, but that's another issue. So here's the deal: the Unite the Right folks have the permit. For their demonstration. They're trying to save the statue. That's what they're doing. That I totally support. What they stand for apart from that, I will never support, and neither should you. Then, their protest is set for noon on Saturday at the park where the statue still stands. Okay? At 8 o'clock in the morning... At a black church in Charlottesville, all these left-wing hate groups like Black Lives Matter, these Antifa groups, black-clad, black helmets, not everybody's black associated with these are left-wing hate groups. They didn't have a permit for anything. They showed up and they marched over to the park. And the police laid down on the job and didn't keep the two groups apart. And it was inevitable that sparks would fly, and the riot broke out, and the police come in for a lot of criticism. That, that's what happened here. But that's not what the media wants to talk about, is it? Okay, that's when the president says, yeah, if he play the very first short Trump cut, the very short one that everybody's hearing, this is what he means by the line that's gotten him blasted across party lines and across the political spectrum. But he makes a great point. Listen to his last words. We condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides. On many sides. And I know that's what he's referencing there, because there are other sides to this. And I've just identified them for you and how this unfolded on Saturday morning in Charlottesville. Let's go to line four. Kevin on the coast from Melbourne. Hey, bud. I'm very glad that you picked up on exactly what I saw and the mainstream media ignored it, which is that Antifa and Black Lives Matter were there. And if they hadn't been there, the violence would not have happened. It never would have happened. It never would have happened. Yes. And I blame the mayor of that city 
for telling the police to stand down. He gave them an order to stand down. That's why they didn't get involved and separate these two, uh, separate these groups. From Absolutely each other. right, though. And and you know, and, and I think Governor McAuliffe. I think he was asleep at the switch too. You didn't get the police right. activated until he finally declared a state of emergency later in the day. Then you had the guy with the car, which is outrageous and indefensible as well. Thank you. I appreciate it, Matt. You're in Claremont on with a Bud Man on Charlottesville and my take on it. Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, well, I agree with your take, but except for you mentioned that there was another rally in May, and uh, they didn't have this. They planned to right. have these left wing groups. Yeah, this this is this has been going on. They're they're trying to save civil. Job. They're trying to save civil and war. There Matt, were two cars. You can't hear me. Accident. You got to oh, cut them. Really? I'm sorry, you're not hearing me. It's a technical problem. I'm not trying to cut you off, Matt. But I have to make the point. These these demonstrations have been going on around that statue um, by the by these groups, as reprehensible as they are. They're right about trying to save Civil War history in this country. I support that 100 percent. OK, and that's been going on since May. All right. And the ongoing fight continues because from May until what is it late late in the year? Uh, that's when the judge is going to rule. I think the Virginia Monuments rule may actually save the Lee statue. No, thanks to the liberals in town on the commission. And the left-wing protesters. All right, Matt, listen, i got to take a break here. We're going to do another segment with your calls here. And I haven't heard from you yet on this. You have been talking about this. You know you have all weekend thinking about it. You've been getting fed this partial truth from the mainstream media driving their anti-Trump agenda. I think the president should have called out the white supremacist groups and called out specifically by name the left-wing hate groups that were there and set this thing off. That's where I thought he fell short. 407-916-5400. Call me. Text me, 23680. I still got to get Yaffe's take on this, and I will. Right now, my take on Burn Fat Orlando, there's no other weight loss program out like that that I've ever experienced. I lost weight at nearly twice the rate I've ever done before, and I was eating real food the whole way. No drugs, no shots. You don't even have to exercise, and the weight comes flying off. How do they do it? You can lose 30 to 40 pounds in a fast, safe, and easy way. Trust me, I wouldn't brag about them on the radio if I hadn't experienced the way this program works and talk with countless people who've had even greater success than I had. You connect to Burn Fat Orlando, and you can defeat your overweight problem, and it's important that you do it to look and feel your best. Go to burnfatorlando.com, burnfatorlando.com. Call them at 855-889-FIN, and in no time we'll be seeing less of you. Deborah Roberts updating our news at the bottom of the hour. Vice President Mike Pence blasting the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists and defending the president. And Central Florida goes back to school, at least to kids in Orange and Volusia counties today. Good morning, Orlando at 630. Deborah Roberts alongside me now to update us on the news and, of course, uh, dominated by um, all kinds of developments in the wake of the ugliness in Charlottesville, Virginia, Deb. Vice President Mike Pence is blasting white supremacists and neo-Nazis after a deadly attack at a white nationalist rally in Virginia. Speaking in Columbia, Pence declared, quote, we have no tolerance for hate and violence from neo-Nazis, white supremacists and the KKK. Pence also said President Trump had unambiguously condemned bigotry when he spoke out against the hatred, quote, on many sides that led to the violence in Charlottesville this past weekend. But Senator Lindsey Graham is strongly urging Trump to clearly condemn white supremacist hate groups that stormed and led the violent clashes in Charlottesville, Virginia, on Saturday. He missed an opportunity to be very explicit here. These groups seem to believe they have a friend in Donald Trump in the White House. The South Carolina Republican tells Fox News Sunday that he would urge the president to 
dissuade these groups that he's their friend. Trump is drawing swift bipartisan criticism for his tepid response to Saturday's chaos in which he blamed, quote, hatred, bigotry and violence on many sides, end quote, but declined to specifically call out white supremacists. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A California man is now out of a job after a photo surfaced showing him in the crowd at that white supremacist torch, uh, torchlight march through the University of Virginia campus in Charlottesville Friday night. The man worked as a cook at Top Dog in the Bay Area. Yesterday, the restaurant posted a sign on the front door stating that as of Saturday, he was no longer employed there. The sign read further, quote, the actions of those in Charlottesville are not supported by Top Dog, end quote. Back here in the Sunshine State, mornings are, of course, more hectic for driving now that school is getting back in session. But AAA says people shouldn't let their guard down during the afternoon. It turns out, if anything, that's an even riskier time for students. Afternoon hours are particularly dangerous for children who are walking. Um, You know, over the last decade, nearly one third of child pedestrian fatalities occurred between 3 o'clock and 7 p.m. So with schools getting out and, you know, work, you know, 3 to 5 is a big you know, time for rush hour. So with work getting out, that's obviously, you know, a very dangerous time. Lindsay Pavlik with AAA Safety in Florida says the Auto Club has launched its school time safety campaign called Schools Open, Drive Carefully. And those skeptical of the rise of esports might have had their minds changed after what took place in Orlando. The Amway Center hosted what one fan called the Super Bowl of Call of Duty this weekend. Thousands of fans watched 32 teams from around the world compete for a $600,000 grand prize handed out yesterday. One competitor tells the Orlando Sentinel the atmosphere was so crazy and says even with a headset on, he could still hear the crowd screaming. <laughs> what a scene. I know. And what a thought. $600,000 to be able to play Call of Duty. Wow. I need to go home and get me a uh, game console. <laughs> You can get these stories and more at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report. And here she comes live from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York. Good morning to you, Gina. Good morning, bud. So you're looking over the futures. You're looking back on Friday's trading. What can you tell us this morning, Gina? Well, we have the stock futures indicating a higher Wall Street open this morning. European markets are up. Stocks did rise a bit on Friday, but they did just have their worst week since March after the rising tensions between the U.S. and North Korea rattled global markets. For the week, the broader market was down about one and a half percent. The Bloomberg Orlando index was up three tenths percent on Friday, but for the week was down two and a half percent. Um, lots of stuff ahead this week. Yeah, what about that? You and your uh, team at uh, Bloomberg will be keeping your eyes on lots of earnings and economic reports. How about a preview on that? Sure. Well, we get a lot of retailers reporting their uh, earnings this week. We hear from Target, Walmart, Staples, Gap. We also hear from John Deere. And then in the way of economic reports, we have retail sales, housing starts, jobless claims, and consumer sentiment. And the Fed releases the minutes from its July meeting. Investors always parse those documents to get a better idea of the path of interest rates and uh, what the Fed is thinking in terms of inflation. Now we're going to get a little bit of a measure uh, through Gina here of what folks are thinking about the prospects now that the health care legislation went down in flames uh, that the president was advancing here. Um, His uh, proposal for tax reform and tax cuts, whether that's going to be happening or not. 
Well, economists say that President Trump will get his tax cuts. They also say the reductions won't do much to help the economy next year. In Bloomberg's latest monthly poll of economists, the majority expect Congress to pass a pass tax cut legislation before next year's election. They also say the changes will only add two-tenths of a percent to the pace of GDP expansion next year, and they see the economy losing momentum the following year with growth back to 2% in 2019. Uh, the administration's current tax plan aims to uh, aims to go through both the House and the Senate by November. And, of course, we all know about the Angry Birds game that has just become such a phenomenon. You've got a story related to that this morning, Gina. Yes, Rovio Entertainment, that's the company that makes Angry Birds. They're planning an initial public offering as early as next month that could value the maker of that franchise, mobile games, and the movie at about $2 billion. According to people familiar with the situation, proceeds from an IPO could help the company fund the Angry Birds movie 2, which is planned for 2019. Rovio is also focusing on fueling demand for game titles such as Battle Bay and newer versions of Angry Birds. There you go. And before you go, Gina, um, when he was candidate Trump and since he's become President Trump, the president has been um, very, very focused on trying to keep U.S. companies for um, leaving and setting up shop in Mexico. What's the latest on that? Well, the newest issue of Bloomberg Businessweek talks about how U.S. trade negotiators are pushing for higher wages and better working conditions for Mexican workers. The aim here is to make it less attractive for American companies to want to move south of the border. Very interesting, as always, when you join us. Gina Cervetti, a staple on Good Morning Orlando, joins us from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City every Monday through Friday at 635. Thank you so much, Gina. Have a wonderful day. We'll catch you tomorrow. All right, bud. You too. Thanks. Good deal. We're making time on the phones, and we haven't even gone to the text line, haven't gotten Yaffe's take on all things related to the ugliness in Charlottesville, Virginia, over the weekend and, uh, and all of the criticism across party lines of President Trump. I've given you my take on a lot of this, and, and I want to know what you think about what I've told you and about what happened as you saw it over the weekend. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as we roll on here from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. It all unfolds before your very ears in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Let's get into the control room and uh, catch up with Yaffe's take on all that went down this past weekend in Charlottesville and my take on it. Go ahead, Mike. Um, yeah, well, I agree with most of wh- what you said, if not all of what you said. What happened over the weekend was just disgusting. It was just awful that this domestic terrorist, this radical white supremacist, would do something like this. Absolutely true, but the president is right when he references, even though it was kind of subtle, and nobody in the media wanted to deal with it because they're trying to do him in with something like this, is that, you know, that there were you know, on all sides, this bigotry, on all sides, many sides, okay? And you got the left. You know, they didn't have the permit. They, they just showed up. The Unite the Right extremists and, and white nationalists, they had the permit. Without the left, you don't have, you don't have a riot in Charlottesville on, on, on Saturday. Yeah, that's pretty true, although I agree with you that Trump needed to be more specific when he, he called out groups. You can't just say all sides, especially when you're talking specifically about the attack in the car. I mean, the attack in the car that actually killed someone yeah. was just one person from one group, and that was a radical white supremacist yeah. group. We're being we're being ripped apart by two radical groups that most Americans in this country do not align with. While you're looking at the um, text line there, 23680, what's coming in, Mike? 
Uh, yes, one person says, this is so frustrating. You have to let evil speak so you can shine a light on it and condemn it. Another person said, I was very critical when Obama would not say radical Islam. And I will be just as critical that the president will not call them white supremacists. Yeah, we need to hear more from him. We do. I agree. Stephen from Orlando, good morning to you. Hi, good morning, bud. Hi. Hi. I got a little different take on it. I saw a lot of uh, Confederate flags waving in the background Mm -hmm. uh, in the news. So have the Confederates thrown in there a lot with the Nazis now? Uh, I mean... Well, you would have a lot uh, of Confederate flags for one reason. They're trying to save the Robert E. Lee statue. Why would the Nazis join them? I have no idea. You tell me. Well... I think we all know why. Why? Because they've got same, the same ideology, right? Uh, a lot so, of so help me out here. What is the point you'd like to make, Stephen? Secondly, I would like to say, hey, stop equating Black Lives Matter with these white supremacist hate groups. I'm only, I'm only, I'm only. How did, what does Black Lives Matter? Who have they maimed? Who have they hurt? Oh, oh, okay. They chant and march in the street and they say this. Who have they killed? Listen to me, sir. What do we want dead cops? When do we want them now? They have ginned up the attacks on law enforcement around this country. amendment right you're talking about. Who have they physically maimed? They are hate, they are hate filled in their hearts toward law enforcement. Should law enforcement now put these folks on a watch list and come down on all these Confederate trading traitorous militias that are in our country that are that are ruining the country, setting up these militias? Should law enforcement now come down with a heavy hand on them? Well, I tell you what, they need to watch them closely, and when they are guilty of disobeying the law, they need to be prosecuted, and that's true for the extreme left and the extreme right. I don't care what you call Black Lives Matter. If they're not technically labeled a hate group, they are filled filled with hate in their hearts for the people who enforce the laws of this country. And you know it's true. We're going to get back into this in our 7 o'clock hour, okay? I will be taking more calls and texts in our 7 o'clock hour on Charlottesville. And I've got more to say. 407-916-5400. Back to um, Charlottesville and the telling of the whole story, which is not being told, in our 7 o'clock hour, when I will tell you where there's headlong rush to remove all symbols of the Confederacy really started. And when I tell you, you'll remember it. And this whole thing has gotten completely out of control. I support efforts to save the Robert E. Lee statue in Charlottesville, Virginia. It is legitimate history, okay? And it doesn't represent an endorsement of anything about society in 2017. You know, but our human experience has a future, a present, and it does have a past. And we should not be erasing the past. We need to learn from the past. We'll get to that in our 7 o'clock hour. What a crazy little item out of the uh, Lakeland, uh, Florida school system down in, uh, in Polk County focused on Lawton Child's Middle Academy in Lakeland. Before the school year started, as it is reported in the Sentinel and other outlets, the um, parent, teacher, student association, I guess that is, right? PTSA, right? Yeah. At any rate, 
they got together and tried to figure out, well, how can we raise money, you know, to be help the students and help the teachers, help the whole school function more efficiently, okay? And they kind of, you know, they, these uh, organizations, PTSAs, they operate independently from the school financially in general. Um, and they came up with a couple of ideas. And one of them has taken a lot of flack to the point where the principal says, no, I'm sorry, gang, we're not doing this, and I get to make the call, so this is not going to happen. But they had set it in motion to happen. Um, they wanted to raise money for the school. And they sent out a form to the student's parents. The form stated that a $100 donation would grant the donor a last name or company logo feature on our website as well as PTSA events. And, and it would enable your child to have a front of the lunch line pass. Okay? Donate $100 and your kid gets to go to the uh, front of the cafeteria line. Well, it was denounced as cafeteria classism. You know, parents saying, or those who didn't like this saying, whoever they were, my dad's got more money than you. I get to eat first. You have to wait. It's like, I mean, I have money. I'm in the front of the line now. All you poor kids get in the back of the line. So this was never going to happen. And my first thought was it shouldn't happen. But then I got thinking about this. You know, in our capitalist society, not everybody is the same. You have more money, you can buy a fancier car than me, a bigger house. You can live in a nicer neighborhood than me. And I don't have a problem with that. Well, every once in a while I get a little jealous, but I don't really have a problem with that. Isn't that kind of fundamentally American? If you have more money than me. You can wear fancier clothes than I can. You can eat at pricier restaurants. You can take better vacations. You can get better seats at the stadium. Isn't that kind of like fundamentally capitalistic and fundamentally American? But I guess I can see why it would create nothing but strife and division in a school cafeteria when the quote-unquote rich kids got to go to the head of the line. That is a prescription for endless unrest, and it's probably better that they didn't go down that route. And that whole concept of raising money um, uh, by allowing a kid, if you if you donate $100, mom and dad, to the school, your kid gets a front-of-the-launch line pass. What do you think, Yaffe? Better off uh, dodging that one? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of agree with your first point. I mean, it goes for a good cause. The kids wear different clothes. Sometimes the kids have better shoes than other kids. Yeah. Come You're from raising different... money for the school. You know, um, maybe 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 know. that's the greater good. I mean, I, I can understand it could cause a lot of problems, maybe bullying or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think we're too sensitive sometimes. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Are you kidding <laughs> I mean, me? Yeah. It's not even that big of a deal. Who cares? Okay. All right. Fair enough. Oh, um... We're going to get back into the Charlottesville situation, all the criticism of the president, all right, when he said, you know, there's all this hatred and bigotry, and we condemn it, you know, from many sides, many sides. Well, there are many more sides than is being portrayed. I have nothing to say in defense of white nationalists and neo-Nazis. But there would not have been a riot in all likelihood in Charlottesville on Saturday the alt-right, or the Unite the Right group, had the permit. They're protesting in the park trying to save the Robert E. Lee statue, which I support. I don't support them on the other things they stand for that are so hate-filled. But it was the left 
groups, okay, the Antifa, the Black Lives Matter, they're the ones who confronted the demonstrators who had a permit. And that's why we had the explosion of violence in Charlottesville. 407-916-5400. Lots of luck hearing that anywhere in the anti-Trump media. More in a moment. And where this headlong rush to remove all symbols of the Confederacy really began. And when I tell you, I think you'll be surprised at the recollection. It actually begins about two years ago in this country. A cataclysmic event that I'll recall when we get started again. In the meantime, Deborah Roberts with our news at the top of the hour. Vice President Mike Pence blasting neo-Nazis and white supremacists and defending the president. And eclipse travel from Florida. That total eclipse of the sun is coming up, not here, but across the country, one week from today. Good morning, Orlando, at 6.59. Good morning, Orlando. Beautiful Monday morning taking shape. We're glad you're with us here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour as we bring you the very latest we have on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 102.5 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, Vice President Mike Pence blasts neo-Nazis and white supremacists and eclipse travel from Florida. We'll have the details in one minute. And the Charlottesville, Virginia violence over the weekend from all sides, many sides. Next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Monday morning at 7.03 on News Radio 1025. Vice President Mike Pence is blasting white supremacists and neo Nazis after that deadly attack at a white nationalist rally in Virginia. Speaking in Colombia, Pence declared, quote, We have no tolerance for hate and violence from neo Nazis, white supremacists, and the KKK. President Trump's national security advisor flat out labeled Saturday's deadly car attack an act of terrorism. What terrorism is, is the use of violence to incite terror and fear. And of course it was terrorism. H.R. McMaster tells NBC's Meet the Press, quote, I think we can confidently call it a form of terrorism, end quote. Although the president is being criticized for not being tough enough in his condemnation of the attack, McMaster says the president has, quote, condemned hatred and bigotry on all sides, and that includes white supremacists and neo-Nazis, end quote. A woman was killed when a car rammed into a crowd of counter-protesters at that white nationalist rally. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Yeah, 32-year-old Heather Hyatt, her dad lives over in Brevard County. I just can't believe he just lost his daughter to this guy. And that was very much like an ISIS attack that we've seen in Paris. Take a vehicle, run innocent people down. Yeah, that, was, that was the equivalent of it. That is domestic terrorism. I have no quibble with that whatsoever. And his poor mom, uh, the mother of the 20-year-old suspect, uh, who rammed that car into the crowd of people, said she had no idea she thought he was at a Trump rally. Yeah, but his uh, high school teacher, one of them, said that this guy was, you know, very pro-Hitler, very pro-Nazi, et cetera, 20-year-old James Fields. I think he has a court appearance this morning, right? Yes, he does. Second-degree murder charges are not what he's facing. In the meantime, the Wisconsin-based company that makes the tiki torches carried by white nationalist protesters in Charlottesville is condemning the events there this past weekend. Tiki Brand Products posted a statement on its Facebook page the day after white supremacists marched with tiki torches and hours after a car was driven into a crowd of counter-protesters Saturday. The company said it was, quote, deeply saddened and disappointed. Tiki Brands wrote, quote, we do not support their message or the use of our products in this way, end quote. The statement goes on to say tiki products are designed to enhance backyard gatherings and to help family and friends connect with each other at home in their yard. 
In other news, with a major solar eclipse sleeping across the nation one week from today, hardcore sky watchers have already booked rooms along the path of totality. If you want to try a last-minute trip to get there, Julio Soto with AAA in Florida says, make sure you just don't pull over on the interstate or, worse, try to watch the sun while driving. We don't want people to be looking up you know, over their steering wheel, going 55, 70 miles an hour trying to, to see it as well. We, that, those are things that we are trying to have people avoid. Yeah, Soto recommends finding a place to stay or at least stand. Hotel rooms are heavily booked, but some accommodations may be available in small towns in the Smoky Mountains, and some people are planning to camp out in the center of the eclipse's path. We're taking um, advantage of all of this because our um, our daughter lives up in um, Nashville, okay? And that's in the path of totality, which is a totally different experience. So we're going to grab a few days and catch the total eclipse up there and have a family reunion that I think will be pretty unforgettable. And, you know, the other thing I've learned, too, is I believe this is the first solar eclipse to traverse the United States in 99 years. So yeah, we had right. the other one in 1979, which was the last total solar eclipse. But this is the first one in 99 years to traverse across the United States. From Oregon to South Carolina in a narrow 70-mile-wide path, you can get totality from anywhere from a second to two and a half minutes, and um, and, and it, it's very rare. It is very rare. In fact, for us here in Florida, no, no, no not one person in Florida is going to see totality. I mean, no, we might I, get to see 90% of it yeah, if we're lucky. I think that's about right. In between 80 and 90 yeah. down here, and it's dangerous to look at. It'll be much too bright. Unless you have proper protection. And speaking of that, bud, Amazon is making refunds to people who bought counterfeit, potentially shoddy solar eclipse glasses. The online retail giant is contacting shoppers who bought those glasses that Amazon says may not comply with industry standards. Amazon is also taking down listings of some glasses, quote, out of an abundance of caution. Extremely dark sunglasses made specifically to view solar eclipses are necessary to avoid potentially permanent eye damage. You really don't want to mess around with it. These are your eyes. You can't replace them. Good call by Amazon. Yeah, Amazon's in the process of contacting people who bought glasses that could be unsafe. WFLA News Time, it's uh, 7.08. Read about how we've just entered the world of mutant ants. Oh, lovely. (laughs) 1025WFLA.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Well, what a hot topic. This would be it. Phones already on fire and haven't even asked for calls yet on all things related to the Charlottesville violence over the weekend. The relentless criticism across party lines of the president, which I do not think is fully deserved. We'll get into it in a moment and I will give you some perspectives on, on what this 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 situation was all about over the weekend. It was an effort to save the Robert E. Lee statue, okay? And, uh, and I support that effort. I don't support the white supremacists and the haters and the neo-Nazis who were there to try and do that. And I don't support the left-wing, Antifa, Black Lives Matter crowd that ginned up the confrontation that torched the riot in Charlottesville. Now, we're going to get into this in a moment, and I'm going to tell you where this headlong rush to remove all symbols remaining of the Confederacy began. And you'll remember it when I recall it here in a moment. And we're going to talk about that statue and how the people of Charlottesville feel about it. We'll have this in Orlando's News, Weather, and Traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. 
The Bud Man with Yaffe at the controls. Michael screening calls. Deb working on our news update for the bottom of the hour. Or whenever news breaks, you're, um, I hope, well provided for here by the team on the 50,000-watt front porch. Mike, let's play just that shortcut that everybody's been hearing from the president. And has brought him, you know, just unmitigated criticism across party lines here for not saying enough to specifically denounce these white supremacist groups, neo-Nazi groups, who got into it with the um, Black Lives Matter and the Antifa groups from the left who really kind of started this thing Saturday. Let's listen to the president. We condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides. On many sides. I wish he'd said more specifically called out these groups and denounced them from the left as well as the right. And many sides, he's absolutely right. And that's where he's taken the heat from the anti-Trump media. But there are many sides to this. The left didn't have the permit. The right, the Unite the Right rally, they had had the permit for a month. They're trying to save the Robert E. Lee statue in the heart of Charlottesville, Virginia, a Confederate state just as Florida was during the Civil War, okay? Back in early January, the Charlottesville City Commission voted three to two to remove the statue, symbol of hate to too many people, okay? Defensive, primarily to black residents or visitors, okay? It's got to go. The judge said, wait a minute, we're putting this on hold, and he made that ruling in, in May because there is a Virginia monuments law that prohibits the removal of Civil War monuments, and that may save this statue. I want American history preserved. All history. We learn from history. That does not endorse slavery in the 21st century. That's not what this is about. Well, here's the deal. There was a poll taken in Charlottesville that showed 87% of the people who live in that city of 50,000 do not want that statue removed. Only 5% want the statue removed. Okay? This is tyranny of the minority one more time. Where does this relentless drive to remove all symbols of the Confederacy begin? It begins two years ago in a black church in South Carolina where this despair Despicable white kid, Dylan Roof, came in, sat down in a Bible study, and they all figured, well, this kid needs a little ministering too. Isn't this nice? We're going to help him out, and we're going to bless him with some great Christian teaching, and we're going to kind of come around him. He looks like he's lost his way, and he gets up with a gun after an hour, and he kills in cold blood nine members of this church. You go to Dylan Roof's website. He's now on death row where he should be. And you see him with all kinds of pro-Confederacy statements and proudly surrounding himself with the Confederate flag, okay? After that, the movement was on. Remove all symbols of the Confederacy. That's where this started. The Unite the Right white supremacist group, and I don't support their ideology, They're the ones who got the permit. They're trying to save this statue. At least they've got the guts to come out in public and do this. Most people who want the statue preserved are scared to death to say that because then they get tarred and feathered as racists. Well, these people don't mind that, that label. 
And as reprehensible as they are, they're out there fighting to save American history, and I support that. They had a lawful permit for a month for this. Four hours before their rally was to start Saturday at noon, by the statue, these left-wing groups, these anti-fa groups, this Black Lives Matter, they gathered at a black church and they marched over to the park, and they are the ones who ignited the violence you saw on television this weekend. They are the ones. That's why the president is right. There are many sides to the hatred he condemned, and he's been condemned for it. He fell short on not being specific enough. But I know where he was coming from. Mr. President, sir, you are right. There are many sides to this. The anti-Trump media will not acknowledge that. It's only the hatred from the right. But it was the hatred from the left that is responsible for setting off that riot in Charlottesville. And the police did not do their jobs. 407-916-5400 to keep the two groups apart. And that's the truth as I see it. Your calls are next. 407-916-5400. Text line 236-80. But remember, there are many sides, as the president said, many sides. If you're going to protest hate, protest hate from the left as well as the right. And in the meantime, it's largely forgotten that all that went down in Charlottesville stems from an effort to save the Robert E. Lee statue that has stood there for nearly 100 years in the park. Here is Bobby. You've been listening to my take on the importance of preserving our history in this country. And I don't support white supremacists. I don't support the, the hateful groups on the right or the left in Charlottesville or anywhere else. But I do support efforts to save our history. How about it, Bobby? Uh, yes, Bobby, 82 years old, and I'm ready to go. American history. You're right, bud. Robert E. Lee served the United States of America in the Mexican War. Robert E. Lee was also was uh, the uh, right. uh, superintendent at West Point. Well, there's no doubt about it. He could have commanded the Union forces. He had a choice to make. He chose to go where he lived, and that was Virginia. That was the Confederacy. The man was a remarkable figure in military history, and statues of him should be preserved. They don't endorse slavery in the 21st century. I agree with that, bud. But here's what you're looking at. The next are the presidents, Washington, Jefferson. They're going to be screaming about them owning slaves. Yeah, they will be, Bobby. And guess what is next? How about in Manassas, Virginia, site of the first great battle of the Civil War, known as Bull Run in the North? The Confederacy cleaned the Union's clock. What do we do now? we got to get rid of that battlefield. That's a Confederate victory. We can turn that into a subdivision outside Washington and sell the houses for $4 million apiece. Let's get rid of that Manassas battlefield. That's what's coming next if we don't stop it. Yaffe, on the text line, what's coming in? Uh, yes, bud. I'm getting stuff on both sides of this. One person says, you go, bud. You're right on the money on all aspects of Charlottesville and the aftermath. But one person disagrees with you, says, Bud, I have to completely disagree with you. We have a group who claims to promote Nazis and idolize Hitler. This is not what we want to see in America. Is I agree. It? I agree. 100%. Says also the man who ran down the group of people also claim to idolize Hitler. We should all together be united against any ideology that promotes Nazis and Hitler. I agree. How many times do we have to condemn that? 
that hatred from the right on this program. But I'm also going to tell you the president's right when he says many sides. The hatred from the Antifa groups and the Black Lives Matter group, they're the ones who confronted the right at the rally they had a permit for. And they're the ones who sparked the violence. There's no question about that in my mind. And the police were asleep at the switch. I don't know whether they just were asleep, scared, or whether they were, I think they were told to stand down. That's outrageous. We pay police to protect people and to allow people in contentious situations as well exercise their fundamental First Amendment rights to free expression. We'll talk more about the aftermath of the horrible, hateful situation in Charlottesville, Virginia, over the weekend in our 8 o'clock segment on Open Mind Monday. And, of course, we'll be taking calls, Deb. But for folks who were just joining us on the 50,000-watt front porch, your turn to get them up to date on this. And that is Vice President Mike Pence is condemning the deadly attack on a group of counter-protesters at a white nationalist rally in Virginia. We have no tolerance for hate and violence from white supremacists, neo-Nazis, or the KKK. Speaking in Cartagena, Colombia, Pence also pushed back against criticism of President Trump's statement about the attack that left one woman dead and 19 others hurt. He said Trump unambiguously condemned bigotry when he spoke out against the hatred, quote, on many sides that led to the violence in Charlottesville this past weekend. Many felt the president's statement didn't go far enough in singling out white supremacists. A revised White House statement later included white supremacist hate groups like neo-Nazis and the KKK. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The white Ford Bronco used in the 1994 slow-speed O.J. Simpson chase will be featured on an upcoming episode of Pawn Stars. They're selling this thing, aren't they? Yeah, the Bronco that A.C. Cowlings drove on a Los Angeles freeway will be showcased on today's August 14th episode. I'll be darned. For those who don't remember, the chase occurred days after Simpson's ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her friend Ron Goldman were found murdered. Simpson's former agent, A.C. Collings, has uh, owned the Bronco for 22 years. Simpson recently re-entered the news, of course, when he was granted parole last month in Nevada after being sentenced for participating in an armed robbery. No new, uh, No word yet. If he's going to put a bid on his old Bronco. Oh, can you even imagine? <laughs> even he doesn't have enough chutzpah to do that, I don't think. I don't think. You never know. But, but you, Exactly, you never know. Who will forget that slow-speed chase with the cop cars all behind him and Cowling's uh, uh, communicating, I guess, with police or maybe a reporter or something was on television. Oh, yeah. You know, it was just this, this went on forever that afternoon. And um, saying that Simpson had a gun in the back. He had know? a gun to his head, and he was yeah. threatening to pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. It was very... And uh, they wound up going to Simpson's estate where the murders had occurred, right? Yeah. Well, actually, this, the murders had occurred at Nicole's residence. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. You're right. Yeah, boy, it was unforgettable. And now they're putting the Bronco up for sale. Up on for sale Stars. on Pawn Stars. Really? That's what I was shocked by. And that's tonight it's on? It's tonight's episode of Pawn Stars, uh, yep, yeah. August 14th. Well, there goes Monday night. I'll have to watch that. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Deb. <laughs> and finally, it may not match the upcoming eclipse, but Miami drivers got a great look at the full moon or moons during a recent rush hour. A driver, Where are we going with this? This could get bad. <laughs> a driver in northwest Miami-Dade caught the quite bizarre sight behind the wheel and shared the uh, scoop. Apparently anything goes in Miami, but this may be pushing things to the bare limit. 
The Porsche Cayenne was spotted loaded up with a uh, buck-naked crew of female bums bursting from the back window. <laughs> there are a bunch of a bunch of mannequins, but still. Oh, okay. Apparently, the ladies had such a good time in their birthday suits, they lost their heads and their arms <laughs> and their torsos. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. This is good. No word on where this party was headed. <laughs> this is good. But wherever they're going, it will sure make big nudes. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little speech impediment over there. No, I meant that purposely. <laughs> make, make, make nudes. Yeah, exactly. Make big nudes. This is great. Isn't it nice? Yeah, after she finally hired the new writers. They're doing a good job, aren't they? It was yeah, a really strong effort shabby. on that story. You know, for a Monday. You know, for a Monday. <laughs> now, it all, it all comes from the fingertips of the Deb Meister. Oh. And that somewhat demented little brain. Yes, very demented. <laughs> Inside that. Lovely head. <laughs> Deb Meister, thank you. Thank you, bud, man. Deborah Roberts from the Frontgate Realty Studio on Good Morning Orlando. Is it LauraHasTheBuyers.com? Does my heart good every time I catch that Deb Meister doing the news, and I bet you feel the same way. Sound Judgment came uh, with a question on a tropical event. I think if you folks were around here, you will very, very definitely remember. We're playing for what now, Michael? Tonight. Or tonight. Oh, my goodness. Today. What? Good morning. Hello, have to wake up here today. Everybody up. Long weekend. <laughs> Go ahead. This morning, you could win a one-night stay at the Red Roof Inn or Red Roof Inn Plus of your choice anywhere in the country. And this summer, just by staying with Red Roof, you could win a big-ticket prize just as a thank you to guests and loyal Ready Card members now through August 31st. Call 1-800-RED-ROOF or go to www.redroof.com to book your stay. Or win our game today, and you're going to the Red Roof Inn of your choice on us. Free hotel stay, up for grabs. Um, full bank of phones, everybody's on board in the 50,000-watt front porch, so you're a little bit late, right? Busy signal, frustrated, wait for a wrong answer. If that happens, we'll open up a line, and if you're quick, you can grab it and win at 407-916-5400. So for today's Sound Judgment game, we take you back to Hurricane Charlie's vicious assault on Central Florida. Sunday was the anniversary of Charlie fooling the forecasters and scoring a direct hit here. Listen to the sound and fury of Charlie as described by former Channel 6 News reporter Donald Forbes out in the storm. And then use your sound judgment to tell me how many years ago this morning we were picking up the pieces from Hurricane Charlie. The winds are coming in, not feeder bands, not gusts. This is just straight-line winds that are coming in here right now. Steady winds that are pounding everything in its path. How many years ago today were we picking up the pieces in the wake of Hurricane Charlie? Line one, go ahead. Uh, 14 years ago? No, but thanks for trying. There's the open line. Get it, get it. 407-916-5400. You can be our winner. Let's move up the line. Line two, how many years ago? 13 years. Yeah, 2004. Yep, came right up the gut on the 13th of August. And, boy, were you around here when that happened? Yeah, we hit all three of them. Yeah, yeah. I remember them well. Where do you live? Apopka. Apopka. And what's your first name, please? It's Ron. Ron? Yes. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you get some damage from Charlie? A lot of folks did. No, just uh, we had a couple of big trees fall. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was unforgettable, and boy, it sure was a surprise, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then the next week we had another one. Yeah, and we had um, we, <laughs> we had, had Francis we had Francis and Jean in six weeks. 
And for some of our friends down around Haines City and Polk County, all three of those storms uh, crossed in the same place, which is just flat-out unbelievable. Ron, we're excited for you. You're going to the Red Roof interview choice on us with you and your family, okay? All right. Thank you, bud. Yeah, don't go away. I'll put you on hold, and Michael and you will have a conversation to make it happen. Um, Yaffe, I'll never forget, I was sitting right in this studio. This is in the pre-Yaffe era here. Yep. We're doing wall-to-wall coverage, and the eye wall hit at 9.49 p.m. I remember looking at the studio clock, and the entire 50,000-watt front porch was (laughs) shaking. Okay? And we're on the fourth floor of a glass-enclosed studio. It was scary. I was on my front porch watching it. Happen. Not we the 50,000-watt front porch, no, but your my, porch. No, <laughs> my parents' front porch, yeah. And we watched trees, huge trees, literally just fall over across the street. It, you know, it was crazy. You know, Michael's our call screener here, and I was talking to him off air, and he says, well, he didn't live in this area. And I said, well, okay, then we, we don't need you. And he says, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I remember, Charlie, you actually were very close to the full fury of this because it came into the southwest coast of Florida Mm -hmm. and then inland toward Orlando. And what are your recollections, Michael? Yeah, I remember it coming by. It it missed us uh, a little bit down in South Florida where I was living. But uh, shortly after, um, we did a a food drive and and took supplies up to Punta Gora because they had gotten hit really, really hard. And I remember going to that city just being pitch black and buildings falling down and as much aid as, as they could get in was trying to come in and help out. So it, know, was, it was rough. Charlie was a Category 2 here. It was a Category 4 there. Yeah, it was. Uh, Punta Gorda, part Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I mean, just decimated by this storm. And everybody thought initially it was going to kind of stay off the coast, at least till it got up around Tampa, that it would never certainly be a factor here. And all of a sudden it kind of hung a right, and it came in, and we did not have a lot of warning that oh, day. Oh, no, it just had a mind of its own, that one. I remember they were really worried about Tampa. And the storm surge and everything really affecting that town as well. So they kind of dodged a bullet. Yeah. It was unforgettable. And the damage was enormous, particularly over there on the West Coast where Michael was. But bad enough here, as a lot of you will attest. Anyway, there we go. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here at the top of the 8 o'clock on a beautiful sunlit Monday morning as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning Vice President Mike Pence blasts neo Nazis and white supremacists, and all eyes on the sky. SpaceX is scheduled to launch a Falcon 9 rocket today. We'll have the details in one minute. The violence in Charlottesville, my earlier take on it, or whatever you want to talk about, call me now for Open Mind Monday. We'll put you on the air, 407-916-5400. Hit the text line at 23680. You're next on Good Morning Orlando. And good Monday morning. It's 8.03 on News Radio 102.5. 1025. Vice President Mike Pence is bluntly condemning neo-Nazis and white supremacists after this weekend's deadly violence at a white nationalist rally in Virginia. These dangerous fringe groups have no place in American public life and in the American debate, and we condemn them in the strongest possible terms. Pence also defended President Trump's statement about the violence that left one woman dead and injured 19 others in Charlottesville. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. 
Meanwhile, the man accused of murder and violence surrounding a white supremacist rally in Virginia is due in court today. James Fields is scheduled to make his first appearance in Charlottesville General District Court. The 20-year-old Ohio man is charged with second-degree murder in the death of 32-year-old Heather Heyer. Prosecutors say Fields drove his car into two other vehicles and a crowd of people on Saturday, then backed up and sped away. Police arrested him later that day. The violence at the white nationalist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, this weekend is hitting home in a tragic way for a Brevard County man. It was Mark Heyer's daughter, 32-year-old Heather Heyer, who was killed when that car plowed into a crowd of counter-protesters. Heather's father told the Orlando Sentinel that he admired her willingness to stand up for her passions. Mark Heyer said, quote, I lost my baby girl because she fought for this, end quote. The alt-right is planning protests against Google after the company fired an employee who wrote a controversial memo about diversity. The March on Google calls for protests August 19th at Google's home base of Mountain View, California, New York City, Washington, D.C., Austin, and Boston. A website for the cause accuses Google of abusing its power to silence dissent and manipulate election results. It also calls for protests in front of the homes of Google executives. U.S. Senator Marco Rubio could be the target of an assassination threat from a suspected drug trafficker in Venezuela. The Miami Herald reports that U.S. intelligence received information that Diosdado Cabello, with whom Rubio has feuded, might have put out an order to kill the Florida Republican. Since then, Rubio has been guarded by a security detail in Washington and Miami. At a Senate hearing last month, Rubio referred to Cabello as the Pablo Escobar of Venezuela. Last week on Twitter, Cabello called the senator Narco Rubio. And finally, a supercomputer capable of making a trillion calculations in a single second is among the supplies that will be heading to the space station today from the Kennedy Space Center atop a Falcon 9 rocket, if all goes as planned. NASA's Pete Hasbrook says scientists from the Michael J. Fox Foundation will also be sending a crystal into space, hoping to find a treatment for Parkinson's disease. A protein crystal, an enzyme that has been implicated in the spread or the development of Parkinson's disease. And by growing a larger crystal in space, which you can do in microgravity, things grow larger and purer, they're hoping to get a good understanding of the structure of the crystal so that they can understand the pathology of the Parkinson's disease as well as potentially develop therapies for treating it. Well, not only that, the 6,400 pounds of supplies in the Dragon cargo capsule also includes some tasty treats for the astronauts, as in real ice cream. Launch is scheduled for 12.31 p.m. Eastern Time, and NASA says there's a 70% go. Well, this is great news about the Parkinson's experimentation that's being done up there. It's a horrible disease that, that affects so many people. We have a beloved member of the family who's battling progressive Parkinson's. And it's just so hard to see somebody go through something like this. Wouldn't it be something if that helps solve the mystery of how to stop this, reverse it, maybe keep it from ever happening to people? If there's, if there's any other reason to support our space program, it would be for the advances in medicine and the ability to treat diseases and, and find treatments who knows how many years faster in that gravity-free environment that we just can't replicate here on Earth. Yeah, well put, Deb. WFLA News Time, it's 8.07. Read about the feds opening a civil rights inquiry into the Virginia attack at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. But Henninger, Deborah Roberts, Yaffe at the controls, Michael screening. It's Open Mind Monday. We're turning the program over to you. We were swamped with calls and text messages twice this morning. 
when I gave you my take and asked for yours on the violence in Charlotte and all the criticism of the president's statement about it. So that's great prime fodder for Open Mind Monday, but we can talk about anything you want to talk about, and I will keep an open mind. So the lines are 407-916-5400 and the text line 23680 as we get into Open Mind Monday from the Frontgate Realty Studio Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Oh, the texting contest keyword for the free trip to Vegas for the iHeart Radio Music Festival's coming up. Listen closely. And then Open Mind Monday after this. An update, of course, on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. And that's just two minutes out on News Radio 1025 WFLA. We condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, in violence on many sides, on many sides. Those last few words are key to the president's controversial statement. The media that hates him is claiming he didn't go far enough. He's getting criticism, frankly, all the way across the political spectrum and a lot within his own party, whether it's Rubio, whether it is uh, Lindsey Graham, you name it. Um, in the left, we get that. They, they're negative on Trump no matter what he does. He should have specifically called out some of these white supremacist, neo-Nazi hate groups by name. And then when he says many sides, he's right. He's right. And the media doesn't want to acknowledge it. That riot in all likelihood never would have happened in Charlottesville. The Unite the Right group, okay, as, as despicable as they are with their white supremacist message and their pro-Nazi message, they had a permit for a month to rally at what used to be called Lee Park, now renamed Emancipation Park, still site of the Robert E. Lee statue, which I support preserving. And I think there's a Virginia monument law that may save the day on this. The judges put the decision on the monument on hold uh, for another six months after the city commission voted three to two to have the thing out there. But 87% of the people polled in Charlottesville want the Robert E. Lee statue to remain. But you have to understand, the hate-filled right was trying to save the statue. Okay? They had the permit. Then it was the Antifa left-wingers and the Black Lives Matter crowd that came over to the site of their noon Saturday licensed protest and started ginning up the rhetoric and getting into it with them. They're the ones who triggered this, and the police refused to put it down until much, much too late with tragic results, as we know. That's my take on this in short form. Let's talk about it and anything else you want to talk about. I got a VJ Day um, Caller on the line, and uh, we'll get to that as well because it is that anniversary, and I have a headline on that as well. Uh, but let's get to the first caller on Charlottesville from Sorrento. Paula, you're on with a Bud Man. It's Open Mind Monday. Go ahead. Hey, Bud Man. I've lived in Charlottesville 28 years. That park, number one, they shouldn't have renamed the park. They bowed to political pressure. Yeah, the judge um, let him rename the park, but he wouldn't let him take out the statue because of the Virginia Monument uh, Law. way, they shouldn't have renamed the park. History yeah. is history. Right. Robert Spencer's a horrible man in his group, but they did have a permit. Yep. 
And they got the, I, I agree with you. They had Black Lives Matter there. They had Antifa. Yep. The mayor told t- people to stay away from the protest, and they showed up and started the violence. Yeah, they absolutely did. Yeah, and I'm disgusted because Charlottesville is not that kind of town. I have friends up in that area, and they and I've been through there, and it's magnificent, and people love that town. Worked at Thomas Jefferson's University 28 years there. It's oh, a wow. lovely place, and this yeah. is despicable. Appreciate you. All sides. All right. sides. Thank you. Thank you. There are many sides to this. That, the president being vilified, but he is absolutely right. Yaffe, let's check the text line and open mind Monday. What's coming in at 23680? Uh, yes, but one person said Trump condemned all guilty, yet he's criticized. The media is cringeworthy. What an embarrassment they are. Antifa and Black Lives Matter are domestic terrorist groups. They're hate groups in my book. They may not technically be considered that in this country, but they are filled with hatred. And don't tell me Black Lives Matter is not a hate-filled group. What do we want? Dead cops. When do we want them now? Chance in the streets. They have ginned up the racial tension and violence toward law enforcement officers in this country since they began. They are hate groups, along with the Antifa, every bit as much as the neo-Nazis and the white supremacists, and I denounce them all. But they had a permit, the right did, and they wanted to save the statue and preserving history is important to me. And this headlong rush to remove all signs of the Confederacy because they offend a minority. This is not endorsing a system of slavery in the 21st century to be able to cast your eyes on a great general by the name of Robert E. Lee for crying out loud? Oh, jeez. Anyway, it's not about me, it's about you. Forgive me, it's Open Mind Monday, but I'm so passionate about this story. On Open Mind Monday, let's find out what's on your mind. Let's head on down to Palm Bay in South Brevard County and uh, connect with Olin. Olin, you're on with the Budman. Good morning to you. Oh, good morning, Bud. I wish that uh, President Trump had explained this the confrontation just exactly like you did. He could have reached uh, a couple of hundred million people with uh, just the facts. All he needed was more specifics, and when he says... From many sides, he's right, and then explain that by calling out the left group by group. Yes, sir. And uh, these people, like them or not, they had a per- they had bought a permit to do this. And the uh, other group, by coming over there, you had to know that there would be a confrontation. No. And the left wing media, of course, uh, put all the blame on these. Uh, Nazis or white power group, whatever they are, they, right. they gave them all the blame. It's unbelievably slanted. I mean, their 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 liberal bias was never more profoundly and consistently on display than this weekend, Olin, as you have detected. Now, what else is going on here this morning of interest to you? That's all that matters to me. It's Open Mind Monday, topic of your choice, and I'll keep an open mind whether we agree or not. To Titusville, a little bit up the coast in Brevard County. John, you're on Open Mind Monday. Uh, good morning, bud. Um, this has got to be the most political year I've ever in my whole life that I could remember. You think so? And, uh, <laughs> so do I. I, I. I think you guys are, are, are missing the, a golden opportunity. You have 
Deborah Roberts, who's a far lefty, and you... you no, uh, she's not. She is selectively oh, liberal, conservative, depends on what the issue is. You'll find her well, to be that way. Well, she, she's, she, she goes over one, your, your sister station, 104, and spews uh, anti-Trump and uh, global warming quite often. But I, I think you defend the right uh, very well, and I'm sure she defends the left very well, and I would love to hear a debate. I, I don't think she would go for it. I think, uh, uh, she, I mean, you say, and I agree with you, you have the smartest uh, listening audience uh, in, in, in radio. Everyone, no matter left or right, I think they are, they are thoughtful when they call in, uh, but, but she, she shows great disdain for, for your uh, call-ins, and I think a debate is is uh, what you need. I, no, she's I really actually think- pretty conservative on some of the uh, of the um, social issues here. I don't know. I mean, she's got a full boat trying to bring us the news uh, on a regular basis, which I hope you agree she does a fine job. You on. guys debate on the air. If you, you well, guys we, debate we, we, we lock on horns on things, yeah. various oh, yeah. things. Well, she she does she does insert her anti-Trump into the news quite often. Um, and I think maybe that could really. I don't. I don't. I don't really hear very much. Very much of that, uh, John. To be, oh, uh, oh, that's okay. interesting well, that you do. That's interesting. Perception is reality, and open mind Monday is for you to express your opinion. Absolutely. I, but can I just say one thing? Of course. She she did uh, on on a on a big radio station. She did refer to your show as the Kool Aid Drinkers. She spent four hours with the Kool Aid Drinkers today. Oh well, I think that is a slap in the face of your great uh, the people who call, the uh, people who listen, and uh, she should apologize for that. Well, I am not aware of that. I'll investigate that further. John, thank you very much. That's Open Mind Monday on the text line. Yaffe, what's coming in? Uh, yes, Bud. One person said, "Bud has it right." What if it had been uh, Black Lives Matter having permitted protest, and the alt right showed up to counter protest, and violence happened? How would this have been portrayed? But another person's not happy with you, Bud, says, I have never been so disgusted by you, Bud. Really? What this texture says. Yeah. And why? Says, these people were merely trying to save a monument, you say. Well, I suppose that KKK guy was merely trying to park his car. And that's what the texture. Well, I got to tell you, to I got to tell you, the politics and the ideology of these people from the right and the left is, is just despicable. And I've said so repeatedly. But the what's touched off these protests in Charlottesville on and off since May, and this one exploded over the weekend for reasons we've cited, is the fact that there is an effort, despite polling that shows the people wanted another way, to get rid of the Robert E. Lee statue in downtown Charlottesville. Okay? that That's why they're coming there. That's why they're not going to uh, Omaha, Nebraska. That's why they're there. And they would have done their protest and their the ugliness and all of this provided for in the First Amendment, etc. There never would have been a riot if it hadn't been for the despicable left confronting a group of despicable right-wingers who had a permit to protest. Period. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all about you, not me, on Open Mind Monday. I forgot. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Deborah Roberts updating our news here in just a moment. Vice President Mike Pence blasting neo-Nazis and white supremacists and defending the president and the cleanup wrapping up at the Land O'Lakes sinkhole. Great to have you with us. And if you want to enhance your WFLA iHeartRadio listening experience, download our free iHeartRadio app today. It is incredible. Good morning, Orlando at 830. 
Good morning, Orlando. Rolls on on a Monday morning. We're glad you're with us. Back to Open Mind Monday shortly, but right now a little time out to get up to date on the news dominated by the ugly scene in Charlottesville, Virginia this weekend, Deb. Where Vice President Mike Pence is unsparing in his condemnation of neo-Nazis and white supremacists after the deadly attack on counter-protesters at a white nationalist rally in Virginia. Speaking in Cartagena yesterday, Pence told reporters, quote, We have no tolerance for hate and violence from neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and the KKK. In the meantime, the mayor of Charlottesville, Virginia, is looking forward to things returning to normal in his city. Mayor Michael Signer says he's confident that Charlottesville will be remembered more for what happens next than for what the world witnessed this past weekend. Charlottesville is going to be synonymous with the nation at long last turning the page on this horrific chapter in American politics where bigots and the, uh, you know, and the, the fringe of the fringe were invited into the mainstream. The college town is looking to pick up the pieces after a weekend violence between white nationalists and counter-protesters. A 32-year-old woman died after she was struck by a car plowing through a crowd of counter-protesters at the alt-right rally. Nineteen others were hurt. Police arrested 20-year-old James Fields Jr. of Ohio on suspicion of second-degree murder. He makes his first court appearance today. Two Virginia state troopers also died Saturday in a helicopter crash near the scene of the violence. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. As Pasco County leaders begin the process of determining what to do about that giant sinkhole in Landa Lakes that impacted seven homes, destroying two of them, Pasco County Emergency Manager Kevin Guthrie says this is a case that proves homeowners need insurance, but also a policy that is updated to cover sinkholes and other disasters. I had to look at two ladies that are about the age of what my grandmother would be right now and say, I'm sorry that your house is valued at close to $300,000, but the insurance policy never grew with the value of the home. And when we say check your insurance policy, that's the things we're we're talking about. In the meantime, crews have spent more than a week pumping some of the water out of that 260-foot-wide sinkhole and extracting debris and household items from it. Guthrie says that cleanup should be wrapped up by today or early this week. In local news, a portion of an Orange County road will be officially named for a slain Orlando police officer today. Lieutenant Deborah Clayton was shot and killed in the line of duty on January 9th, allegedly by fugitive murder suspect Mark Keith Lloyd. Local officials will be on hand for a 10 a.m. ceremony designating Silver Star Road between John Young Parkway and Pine Hills Road as Lieutenant Deborah Clayton Memorial Highway. And Orange County Deputy Norman Lewis was on his way to the shooting scene when he was involved in a deadly motorcycle accident on the morning of January 9th. A portion of Pine Hills Road between Silver Star Road and State Road 50 will be renamed Deputy First Class Norman Lewis Memorial Highway. Nice tributes, huh, Deb? Very nice tributes. It's awful that we lost them under those circumstances, but to have them remembered in such a public way is a good thing. It is a good thing, and we'll have uh, more about that coming up throughout the morning because, again, that's a 10 o'clock ceremony this morning. And if you're on the roads this morning, be aware that a crash on westbound I-4 is causing some pretty serious delays from Winter Park to Lake Mary. So, again, a crash on westbound I-4 causing big delays from Winter Park to Lake Mary. Uh, Of course, we'll have another update on the traffic coming up in just a few minutes. Yes, we will. And you can get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now with more Open Mind Monday. Indeed, and we are going till 9 o'clock, and the phones are on fire. Yaffe's monitoring the text line. If you want to join the conversation and sound off on any topic of your choice, 407-916-5400, 
text line 23680, all from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Open Mind Monday callers on Charlottesville, uh, hold your positions. I do want to hear what you've got to say. And Yaffe will check our text line in a moment. If you want to join Open Mind Monday on any topic, 407-916-5400 is the phone number. Text line 23680. On another matter, here is Mike joining me from Orlando on Open Mind Monday. What's on your mind, Mike? Good morning, uh, uh, Bud. Uh, yeah, what I'm calling about is give them hell Harry S. Truman. Yeah. You know, the president, who I love, he said 25 years. But this crap with North Korea has been going on since 1950, when the North invaded the South. And, and Harry Truman landed our troops there, and we lost, in three years, 58,000 young Americans. Right. People forget that. Now, what happened? Oh, give them hell Harry put the, the 38th parallel at the dividing line between North and South Korea. What have we had with North Korea? For 64 following years, nothing but problems, because that's what they are. They're a problem. Now they're threatening the whole Asia, and people are wondering, worried about what Trump is saying about them. And if you look at everything Harry Truman touched, it's still messed up and a world problem today. He took, in 1947, he took a 1917 agreement that was never signed by any Palestinian. Don't get me wrong. I love the Israelis. Do not take this the wrong way. But he enforced a 1917 agreement in 1947. I read that plaque when I was in Jordan All right. as a young Marine. So it's safe, anyway, to say, safe to say that most historians now hold Harry Truman in high regard, and you do not. Uh, think about it. Look at what he's done. Thank you, sir, very much. That's Open Mind Monday. Appreciate the call. Let's go to line one. With some Charlottesville, Virginia uh, perspectives in the wake of the ugly violence over the weekend we've been talking a lot about, here's Dave from Oviedo. I understand that you grew up in Charlottesville. Is that right, Dave? I did, uh, Bud. And, you know, and I was in Charlottesville earlier this summer when all this was really starting, and the KKK was there and all of that. And, you know, I saw a family there, and so I followed this. And the people of Charlottesville brought together a multicultural group to determine what the best interest was for their city, the people who lived there. They came up with something. They agreed to it. You know, African-Americans, whites, everybody, anybody that wanted to be involved. And not to get rid of the statue, but to move them and to change some of the names. And they were happy with their decision. And so what's happened is we've had extremists come in and take over the, this and turn it into an opportunity, like that dude from Ohio who should get the death penalty. You know, so I, I just, it just, it sickens me that people are doing this, and and it upsets me, because that's, that's, you know, my home as a child. I can understand that, and I can hear how heartfelt that is in your voice, Dave. I thank you so much. Text line, 23680. Incoming, Yaffe, what do you got? Uh, yes, one person said this, bud. So disappointed that Vice President Pence and Hugh Hewitt only condemned the white nationalist and not the Antifa and radical Black Lives Matter who should never have shown up in the first place. They absolutely should be condemned. I think the president was alluding to that when he said the controversial phrase at the end of his statement you've been hearing, many sides, many sides. We condemn the hatred and the bigotry on many sides, many sides. And he's right. And, and, and the left needs to be called out group by group by the president, just as he should have called out the ugly neo-Nazi, white supremacist, white groups group 
by group. I said it before, I'll say it again. But now, let's find out what's on your mind. Open Mind Monday. Good morning from Orlando. Russ, you're on with a Bud Man. Go ahead, sir. Hey, Bud, to your point about the removal of statues, I don't blame Democrats for wanting to hide their racist history. Democrats own racism. Democrats own slavery. And they want to replace that history. They want to get rid of those signs. They want to put, replace it with their new, more palatable racism. Um, and uh, so I can understand how they desperately want to remove uh, anything that shows their party what it really was and what it really is. Uh, to your thoughts about Antifa showing up, I thought that was a great example. Um, I would like to remind you of a great poet who once wrote, I went down to the demonstration to get my fair share of abuse. You might know that poet is Mick Jagger. Um, you know, that's kind of what, the, and when Antifa shows up uh, to the other demonstration, they're looking for a fight. That's what they came down there for. Sadly, it turned into a horrible, horrible thing. I hope both sides learn from it. It was ugly from both sides, no doubt about it. But the right had the permit. If the left hadn't shown up to confront him, you wouldn't have had the violence, I don't think, in Charlotte on Saturday. Back to Open Mind Monday. It's your last chance to sound off on Charlottesville or the topic of your choice. We got a caller who wants to talk about a toll road scam as well. I can't wait to hear that. I'm no big fan of the toll road system, the way they run it around here, as you may know. And we continue from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Time is tight. More Charlottesville calls than I can handle, but I like to diversify the uh, topics if I can. When we have them on Open Mind Monday, here's something different out of Claremont. Jim, you're on with the Budman. What's on your mind, Jim? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. I've heard you complaining often about the expressway system. And Claremont, on um, a street that runs through Claremont called Hancock, uh, they put in an exchange on the turnpike. Okay. And if you use the exchange, it costs, I think, 60, 76 cents if you have the, uh, the e-pass. Okay. It's $3.56 if you don't. Holy smokes. I can't believe they, the disparity. They built, they built this exchange with no toll booths, so you can't pay them anyway. And so they have this thing called toll by plate, and so they take your picture and they right. charge you an additional $2.50. I thought they charged you an extra 20% for handling. They're telling me it's two fifty, not 20%? That sounds wrong to me. I mean, I don't. I don't mean inaccurate. It just sounds fundamentally wrong, doesn't it? Well, I think it's a scam. I think it, the idea is <clears throat> we don't have to pay uh, people to take the toll, and we can coerce people into buying uh, toll passes. Oh, that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, but I have not heard of a disparity like that before, Jim. I'm going to look into it, and I thank you for that call on Open Mind Monday. Um. Let's go to the text line. Go ahead, Yaffe. What do you got? Coming in at 23680. Uh, yes, Bud. One person says, Bud wants to know what's on our mind, but I want to know what's on his. Where does he stand on the removal of Confederate statues, etc.? I though- hate it. I'm totally <laughs> opposed to it. I've said it many times. I railed on it earlier in this program. I do not want history erased. This is outrageous what's going on. I got into the source of all of this, the Dylan Roof thing a couple of years ago is where all of this started. 
the problem the problem I have here is that people are saying, a small minority, you're saying, these symbols of the Confederacy are offensive to me. You know, in a lot of black people, but not all black people. That does not, a Robert E. Lee statue, endorse slavery in the 21st century. It tells a story about a chapter in our history, like it or not, that's a part of our history. And those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it, a great man said. You asked, and that's my answer on that. Okay, how about Ed, quickly from um, Titusville on Charlottesville. Hello there, Ed. Good morning, bud. Listen, um, I had the blessed opportunity to talk with the father of the young lady that was killed in Charlottesville. Yes, bud, um, yes, sir. She... Uh, Heather, um, uh, her dad lives in Brevard County. Yes, sir. Um, he said that she loved to stand up for what we believed, and that's what makes America great, bud. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, what's happened is these fascists come in, who violently suppress their opposition, who will not listen to opposing opinions. And, you know, they call other people Nazis. They're the Nazis. And yet they, you know, they, they walk. You know, nobody holds them accountable. Yep, understand. Thank you for weighing in. Quickly, I'm going to squeeze one more in just because I love you guys so much. Here's David in Kissimmee. The final 30 seconds is yours. Yes, but I agree with you on so many levels about uh, the the people that came up, the anti-protesters. The only variable I think that's missing mm-hmm. is the fact that if the alt-right were protesting under their own names and say we disagree, but the moment they infuse the KKK and Nazi and all this other stuff, they're, they're bringing hate to the protest. Yes, they are, but I believe the protesters from the left, the Antifa group and the and the Black Lives Matter, etc., they're hate groups in my book, just as reprehensible as the right. Thank you all. That's Open Mind Monday. Oh, by the way, the texting contest is coming up here. Get the keyword during Glenn Beck. You can go to the um, Las Vegas iHeart Radio Music Festival in September on us. For Deb, for Yaffe, for Michael, the Budman. Thanks for a great show. See you tomorrow. God bless you. God bless America. <laughs> 